This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by Monster Products. The headphones on my head right now, the Monster Elements, available in on-ear, in-ear, and full over-ear as well. But of course, that's not the only thing that they make. They make a whole line of headphones and earbuds. Whether you're looking for uh, little earbuds that you can work out with or uh, bigger speakers that you can use in your living room or carry with you from the, the tiny hot shot all the way up to the Monster Blaster. They've got all kinds of speakers as well. And of course, all of the cables and all of the power to uh, connect these and all of the other devices in your life, whether it be your home theater or your computer, are all available by going to pluckitslive.com slash monster. And that music means that it is time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Abram Pilch. Abram! Hey! So, cut right to the chase. (laughs) Every now and again, every now and again, we get, uh, well, I wouldn't say every now and again, but uh, it's always cool to get a product like a little bit early. Although I wouldn't say it's early because it's actually out, but it just came out like two days ago, so I don't think a so what I have here is a the UbiTech first order stormtrooper robot. It is a robot. It's a as robot. You can see, as you can see, it's about what a foot tall or so. Give or take. Um, so let's turn this on, and it has to actually boot up. So. Try to angle down here so you can. Maybe not. Let's see. So, so that's like you know when you have your printer and you turn it on and it just like you know moves around a lot for like annoyingly for five minutes. That's Um, so funny because that's exactly what I was just thinking. I actually really hate that on printers, but um. Uh, and it's really mainly inkjets that do that, right? I mean, that's yeah. So, so anyway, so wait, he's still booting up. Look at that. Anyway, okay, so all right. Oh, it's a standby while I can secure communications. Why? Because you need an app, a tablet app to use this thing. So okay. let so let me show you the tablet app. So whoa, there's the tablet app. Oh. So right now, this is going to be available for Android as well, but at this very moment, it is only on iPad, so I have an iPad Pro here. So this is the this is the app. It just came out, and unfortunately, it doesn't have a ton of, uh, of functionality. So first thing first, uh, it connects to the robot. Now, it doesn't do it via Bluetooth. It does it via Wi-Fi. Uh, via Wi-Fi over your router, or you can do Wi-Fi direct to it. So now it is saying over here, incoming transmission. It appears you and your trooper are ready to to go or whatever. So you hit this button. Now you can actually do a face capture on this and it will scan your face, which uh, unfortunately took like five tries. The robot has facial recognition. So to take a step back, Here's what the robot actually has, right? It's a bipedal robot, so its legs move. Its arms move, but hands can't really 
do anything. I mean, there's a gun it comes with that can't do anything with it. Uh, it does voice recognition because it has uh, it has microphones and speaker. Okay. And uh, it has an IR camera slash kind of I guess regular camera uh, under here that it or I guess right here that it can use to I don't know if maybe it isn't an IR camera. It has a camera that it uses for facial recognition. I should, they didn't say IR, so I should should be careful about that. Anyway, so. There's once you you do it, you hit take command. Let's say I've already scanned my face because the face scanning part it is annoying. You don't have to. There's three things that you can do with this basically right now. There is training, mission, and sentry modes. So training. Let's let's go through these real quick. So training mode. Maybe I'll maybe I'll turn down the the volume on this a little bit. Ah. Let's see. Oops, that was up. Okay, now it's mute. So anyway, uh, he'll still talk, though. This is the volume on the app. Sure. So you hit the thing, you hit the send order button. And now I have a choice. I can, this is basically the programming part, but it doesn't really, they say that in the summer, maybe next summer, they'll actually have like a block-based coding language that you can use to really program this. Okay. Right now, it's really, really basic stuff. So you have this thing where you can, Practice here just means move them around like remote control. And if I do the practice mode, let's try the practice mode just for the heck of it. It says ready for a practice run. Um, you'll see here that this is just like I can just move him around using this like on-screen joystick. And it's supposed to, oh, here, let me turn it on. You'll be able to see that you can actually, it's very meta, I know. You can actually see what he sees. So, but, but you can't. Um, so he's moving and I'm moving him. And I can also use this to like move his head. This little eye thing here to move his head. So moving him around. It doesn't capture video. It doesn't capture stills. You can do a screen capture though, but. Uh, you know, using standard iOS way of screen capturing, you know, but it doesn't, um, you know, apparently Disney, who, who licenses this to Ubi Tech, is very concerned about privacy, so they don't build any recording into it. Um, anyway, so you, you have various actions you can you can assign him. Here's one I did. And it just basically has him turn or turn his head and say something or turn his body and say something. And like, here's where you create them. So like, here's create action. So it's ready to learn a new action. And if I go in here, right, it'll, you'll see that like, there's, there's a bunch of like different categories of action, like action, recon, security. And then you basically a bunch of quotes you can say, and then you, you're like, oh, I want to create a new action. Great. I'm going to create an action where he says, Commander, sensors indicate targets or an area and where he shrugs his shoulders, you know, and then I'm going to save that and then I can use it in the next section where he walks around. I mean, I'm not too impressed with having him shrug his shoulders and or or walk a little bit and say something and not something you can't design what he says. There's, a, there's like a set of maybe, I don't know, a few several dozen things he can say. Sure. Uh, so so that's that's the training mode. Then there's the uh, the mission mode which is arguably the coolest, the best, the, the fun, the most fun mode, but it kind of begs you the question of why you actually need the robot. So I'll, for it. So what you do is, so, okay. So what this is, is, 
Okay, so I can have easy, normal, or hard. Right now, there's only one mission zone I can go to, and that's Jakku. Uh, although they told me when I met with the folks at Movie Tech that they're going to add content over time. Uh, they're going to add lots of content to this over time, they say. So maybe that will, you know, add more more uh, levels and more interesting stuff. So I'm just going to say, I'll just go the easy, whatever. So what it says here is we've discovered resistance activity on Jakku. You know, go find some data tapes and and destroy some rebels. So what it does is it gives you this map, right? And you, and you can see uh, and watch and you tell it like where to go on the map. So, okay, I want to go to this part, this part here, right? So I'm going to have him go like this. I'm going to move him because he's probably going to like. So see, I put that on there, told him where to go. Now I'm going to hit this button here to make it happen. Now look at what I see on this. Besides looking at him, look at what I see on the screen. So it's a weird AR thing where you see Jakku, but you also see my window here that he's walking towards. Yeah. Now, the thing that's weird about this is, though, that there's actually no reason to see my window here. Like... I've seen some AR games where, like, you know, stuff flies onto the real world. Right. But here, if the sky were blue instead of being my house, it, it would make no difference. Right. Right? To the game. So I think he's having a problem because he's stuck. One sec. He's stuck because I've got stuff over there. He's actually supposed to be smart and stop himself when he hits an object, but apparently maybe not. Uh, actually, I don't know if he's supposed to stop himself when he hits an object or stop himself from falling. We'll see. So anyway... When he gets to where he's going, so again, like the robot is walking, but you could argue that, I would argue, that you could play a first-person perspective game like this with no robot, and it would be about the same experience. Yeah. So once once he gets there, he's a little confused because, again, he's walking into the keyboard that I have here. Let's see. Move him a little bit. Maybe he'll chill out now. Come on. <laughs> so when he gets to where he's supposed to go... You'll see. Okay, he's finally gonna get to where he's supposed to go. All right. So when he gets to where he's supposed to go, you're gonna see something. Like there'll be something to do. So like. Okay. So he says, sense sensors indicate targets in the area. Do you want to conduct a search? So now what you do is you hit this thing that looks like an eyeball, and then. You use see there's like a little crosshairs on the screen and you move it around move it around and he actually does move his head but that but you know what's really matters into the game is that what the perspective is in the game. So you look around and then eventually it's gonna you'll find if you move your head enough, you'll find a rebel ship or something, a rebel or a data tape. Okay. And if it's a rebel ship, you hit a button to destroy it. The robot actually doesn't really do anything except say like good job or whatever. And on the screen you see lasers shooting down to shoot the rebel ship. Um, so basically the whole game is you walk around this board, you shoot the rebel ships that you see indicated by the two rebel symbols, and you pick up the data tapes that you see indicated by the data tape symbols. And that's that's the game. So let's go back and let me just show you the last mode, the sentry mode. Do I want to quit this mission? Yes, I do. Thank you. Yes, yes, let me quit the mission. All right. Finally, there's sentry mode. Okay. It says, so what sentry mode is, is, is this, right? 
you can start a patrol or create a patrol. What's a patrol? It's basically having him walk in the walk on the floor and tr- uh, walk around the floor and look for people. And if it runs into a person, it will see if it can facially recognize them from having scanned them before. So, like, if I create a patrol here, if I create a patrol here, I will, you know, like, have him walk a little bit or something, and then um, I think I have to add add the part where I actually prompt you for... It's the part where I prompt you for... I think, let's try this, start this patrol. Receiving his commands and we'll start shortly. So, okay. Okay, so. So he said, hold it, something's not right here. It says, step forward and look into my visor for identification. So that's where he does the, the, the face scan of you, right? So I'm going to look at him. Now it asks me for the passcode. Okay. I don't know the passcode. So he says, leave this area now, Rebel, Rebel Scum. If you say the passcode, he says, carry on. Okay. So, so that's the game. That's what it does. Um, so those are all the features that I just showed you of this robot. In the future, it's supposed to have new action levels. You'll be able to program it. And we talked about, you know, that it's got, you know, that it can walk, it can move its arms, but not not pick up things with these hands. And it can do, it has a camera and microphones and a speaker. Uh, and, and by the way, the battery life on this is actually pretty good. It's supposed to last about two hours and we used it on an awful lot and it, it didn't run out of juice too easily. Um, and it charged up fully in like an hour. So uh, battery life is pretty good. So now... My first question to you, how much would you how much do you think this is worth and what would you pay for it? Seeming how much do I think it's worth or how much do I think it goes for? Okay, let's let's say goes for. Let's see. The BB-8 Hero is 149, the regular BB-8 MSRP is 99. This doesn't have the majority of what that has, but it does have the Star Wars name on it. Um, I'm going to guess that its retail is probably 69 Dollars? Yes. Okay. Go up a lot. A lot. Am, am, am I off by half? Oh, boy, you're off by a lot. Oh, no. This is $299. No! No! This is $299. No. So, so uh, you know, in talking to uh, the folks at Ubi Tech, who, by the way, Ubi Tech makes some great stuff. They make the Jimu robots, which are wonderful learning kits. Some of those are actually started under $100. Uh, they make the Lynx robot, which is a Alexa-powered robot. Um, and technologically, you know, inside this robot is – has All right. Okay. <laughs> He says he lost communication because it probably this probably went to sleep. Went to sleep. Um, so, you know, technologically, I mean, and they were saying how expensive it is to build a robot with these components. Uh, you know, making it by they said it would have would have been a lot less expensive if it had wheels instead of uh, feet instead of being bipedal. Um, you know, and I'm I'm sure it does cost them a fair amount to make, but 
I don't know who will want to spend three hundred three hundred dollars for it at this point. I uh, when I when I worked for Radio Shack, we had what they called the Robo Raptor, which was was two, a two legged RC Raptor thing, and it it retailed for like sixty nine ten years ago. So it, they they can't blame too much of it on being a two legged thing. If if, yeah, I, if Wowie was able to do it a decade ago for sixty nine bucks. Yeah, I, I I honestly you know don't know. I mean, how can we ever know how much something really costs to make unless you know we see some secret company document? Obviously, they're also paying a lot for the uh, license for the IP licensing. I'm sure. Yeah, but um. Because they, you know, they didn't have the benefit that that uh, Sphero had of getting the license to make the BB-8 remote control guys for cheap because they built the real one for the film. Oh, is that so? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, uh, another thing to know about this robot is it was supposed to come out a while ago, mm. and and um, they just managed to to like i don't know i think people were expecting it at least i think people were expecting it to come out sooner um and you know the company came um you know just put it out to ship on like december 20th or december 21st now if you're planning to release something for the holiday season you usually don't come out with it five days before christmas yeah no november 20th maybe not December 20th. So, you know, um, it does feel like they were, you know, it does feel a little bit like they were trying to get it out the door uh-huh. because, you know, I mean, I mean, the first version of the app that we tried actually had a lot of connectivity problems then the same day on Thursday, yesterday. And then the same day, you know, when we wrote to them, I said, wow, this thing isn't connecting at all. And then, the same day they said, Hey, we upload a new version of the app. And like at night it worked a lot better than during the day. So, um, you know, so, um, and I, I know it's not so while ago. So, and you know, like I said, the Android version's not out yet and they say they're going to add a lot more content next year. So, you know, I guess it really depends. I wouldn't say that nobody should, nobody should ever get this, but I guess it really depends on, you know, do you really like the premise of having a stormtrooper robot and just 300, how much does $300 mean to you? Um, you know, I, I suppose if, uh, cause it does seem like I would want more functionality out of, out of anything that I bought for $300. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I suppose they could add more levels to that thing and they could add more actions and they will eventually add coding which I think will definitely improve the value of this a great deal because yeah. if, if uh, kids can use it to learn to code, that, that certainly makes it interesting, mm-hmm. more interesting. But um, I feel like even if it was uh, had a lot more functionality, the price would be very high for what it, for what it is. You know? Yeah, for sure. It- you know, uh, but, uh, but, you tell, but you tell me, does, it, does that seem... Like, would you would you get this for a hundred dollars? Uh, 
What would I? No. Uh, but I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so I'm probably not a great <laughs> great example, but, but you know, the the idea of it is is certainly interesting and if they maybe if they opened up particularly if they opened up the the API for it and allowed me to do my own programming to it because that's the thing that's made Sphero successful is that you know you can use their app you can use their things but you can also open up Visual Studio and do whatever you want with it and it doesn't matter whether it be just the regular Sphero ball or the little dog bone looking thing or the BB-8 you can control it programmatically yourself and I think that's been part of why Sphero has been successful. If they gave me that capability, then at a hundred bucks for sure, at $149 for sure, I'd, I'd be interested in it because it would be an interesting thing to be able to use with the robotics teams and stuff like that. Uh, cause it's a thing they're already familiar with. Um, but in its current state, no. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, the other thing is that this is not to belabor this too much longer. I'll just end it with this. The when I was talking to the guy from Movie Tech, who was very nice and did, did a great job of dem demoing this to us. Uh, one one competitor he mentioned was Anki Cosmo, and I think actually that's a good comparison. So, are you familiar with Anki Cosmo? Enough. So. You know, Anki, for the audience, Anki Cosmo is another little robot. It's made by the Anki company that makes Anki Overdrive. Um, and it's a little, I guess you could say it almost looks like a Wall-E or Johnny Number no. 5 type of character. Uh -huh. It's got a little scoop, and it's got like three little blocks that it plays with. And there's a number of interactive games that it plays with you, with moving the blocks around and you trying to like slap its little um, scoop or something. And... It uses facial recognition to actually do say different things to different people, you know, like you can, it, it knows your name and it talks to you in its weird voice or whatever. Um, and it's, and it, it's got a screen it's on it too. It's got a screen on it, it too, right? It's got a, it's got a little LED screen. I mean, it's not like a, you know, it's like a little blue yeah. screen with a few pixels. It's not like. You know, but, it's not like it's a monitor or something. But right, yeah. but it's able to do, like, uh, I think they use it for, like, virtual eyes, right? Yes, they do use it for virtual eyes, and I think it can be used for other things. And the facial recognition in it is really good. Like, it, you know, this, I actually had problems with it scanning me. As you can see, it actually didn't recognize me mm -hmm. when I stared uh, When I stared at it. It, it seemed to have problems... Uh, Scan, I had to try it like five times and took my glasses off or something before it did scan me. But even if it, that's correct, the, the only thing that you get out of it scanning you is if it's is in the sentry mode where it will say, move along, that's great. Or and if it doesn't scan you, then it asks for the password. And if you don't know the password, uh, which I deliberately didn't know it, but it's like you have a choice of five passwords, like First Order, Kylo, Ren, and a couple of others. Okay. So there's also no custom anything. Like you can't, you can't say like, oh, I wanted to say to talk a particular phrase that I put in, right. or I wanted to recognize a particular phrase that I put in. So I want the password um, to be monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't. Maybe someday they'll have that because the hardware certainly is capable. Seems like it's capable of it. But, um, but 
you know, what are you really getting out of the facial recognition? Like at least the Cosmo, you know, the Cosmo kind of acts like a pet in in some ways. Now, I, I personally don't really want a robot that acts like an anthropomorphic, well, it's not an anthropomorphic, like a, a robot that acts like a pet uh-huh. or acts like my buddy. I want it to just like be a tool or, you know, something for me to floor it, you know, to mess around with in program. Uh, but whether you view it as sort of like a toy or a to- or like a, an experimental thing, right now the, the like the fun factor, the like playability of this is very very limited, you know. For sure. Uh, and, and it's hard to see where even with improving the play and adding some programming that it would get to like three hundred dollars worth of worth of value when you look at some of the things that that are out there that are like real robot kits that you can learn with and really do a lot of serious programming with um you know uh, i think mindstorm's a little bit more expensive than this i think that's like 350 right now um but you know there are a lot of kits that are a lot less even from ubi tech which makes the gmo robots that you build and program so i mean here just one real quick thing i have one right behind me So this robot here, made by the same company, you had to build it. It has all kinds of motors and treads. You can control it. The software, which I don't have on this iPad to show you, has a block-based coding language and a lot of other stuff. Uh, You can make, with this kit that comes with it, you can actually take this apart and make two or three other things or build a custom thing. How much do you think this is worth? How much do you think this goes for? How much do I think that goes for? I'd say... Based on the fact that I know that the other little guy, I think, normally retails for one seventy nine, uh, this doesn't have all the personality and stuff of it. Maybe one twenty nine. Eighty nine dollars. Ah, that's awesome. I mean, this is a lot of the G moves are like two hundred, three hundred, but this is actually this is called, I think, the builder kit, builder bot. Okay. Uh, it's definitely the best deal that they have. Uh, but anyway, if you think about it, you will get a lot more, like it just if you were thinking about hours of your life of enjoyment and education that you would get from from something that you spent money on. You spend eighty nine dollars in this and you'll get, you know, you know, hours and hours and hours. And if you really want to put in the time, you know, many hours of of fun and learning, um, you spend three hundred dollars on this and. You know, so far there's not a lot to do with it. So that's kind of, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I like, you know, I like where they're going in the sense of having a Star Wars robot uh-huh. and having facial recognition. Uh, but um, it's kind, of, it's it's disappointing at this point anyway. But sure. wanted to show everyone because it's pretty cool to look at. Um, and uh, that's my that's my shtick for today. So obviously. You have it in your possession. There's no way we're not going to get an official review on this. Uh, when and where can we expect that? Okay. So, so tomsguide.com, we will have a review up probably uh, slightly after Christmas. Um, my colleague Andrew Friedman started working on it, then I took it home to test it because we were having the problems with it. And then with the app update, it, it uh, worked it. okay. Um, and, uh, oh, I should mention that for a list of robots that we do highly recommend, go to Tom's Guide, where we have a list of the best of the top, the best robot kits for kids. Um, and uh, this is on it near the top. 
I would imagine so. So <laughs> that and that and Lego Boost and Lego Mindstorm, um, you know, things that really allow you to build something and give you some coding experience and are expanse, ex, you know, extensible in lots of ways. Um, you know, those are things that you're not going to buy it for your kid and they're going to put it aside after a day. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's really important. And unfortunately, at least for right now with the, the capabilities that it has right now, it seems like this is the kind of thing that gets put away after a couple of days and it just becomes a stormtrooper on a shelf. A couple of Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see some, some great new features come to it in the future that'll make it uh, something more worth considering. Well, as always, Avram, I always love your show and tells, especially on, on things that are like brand new on the, on the shelves for a day or two. Yep. And uh, we will, we will see what we talk about next week. Yeah.